All right, everybody, we are back. And we are coming at you today to talk about some common CrossFit misconceptions, especially for people who have never done CrossFit or walked into a CrossFit gym. They hear you talk about CrossFit and they're like, they throw these things out at you like, oh, isn't that a cult? Or you drank the Kool-Aid or, you know, whatever it is that people say. We just know a lot of people or have heard a lot of things from people that are just not true. Some ideas they have of CrossFit that just aren't true. So we're going to go over a couple of those with you guys today. Um, maybe you can enlighten your friends and family who maybe share some of these misconceptions that, that we have heard or seen. Um, but yeah, we'll get started with the first one. Uh, this is, seems to be the biggest one that everybody says is just CrossFit is dangerous. You're going to get hurt. Everybody gets hurt. Isn't it just super dangerous? Why would you do that? Ryan, you got any? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, on, I guess on a long enough timeline, everybody gets hurt in life. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, I understand that people have some kind of, uh, you know, no one wants to get hurt. It's not fun being injured and, and in pain. So I understand being a little nervous about that aspect of it. But in reality, um, if you look into like the scientific literature on it, it's substantially safer than most. It's like uh, three or four times safer than running. And a lot of people run and no one thinks running is dangerous. So um, if you're talking about just injury rate, then you're much more likely to get hurt running than you are doing CrossFit. Um, sure, there is some inherent injury risk because you're you're a human moving in space, and so you could drop something, you could trip on something, you could fall, you could do whatever. And I think people lump all of that in with maybe there's like specific things to CrossFit that carry some risk that not like that running doesn't. But that's just a, a cost analysis you have to do with anything in life. I mean. Um, you know, driving your car to the gym is way more dangerous than, than CrossFit. So, <laughs> right. um, sure. If you, uh, if you're trying, maybe like this stigma came around because CrossFit started as kind of, uh, at least on the East coast, like people were doing it in their garage or at a gym. More with, of a grungy, like yeah. not quite as polished gym atmosphere. Yeah. Or, and they did it on their own with no oversight from a coach and maybe they didn't know what they were doing but they were excited about wanting to do it and trying it. And I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. I would not even against that, but uh, sure. Your injury risk is going to be higher doing a movement you've never done before. So that's why we have coaches who help you learn how to do things as safely as possible. And sure. You, there's always a chance you could, you know, pull a hamstring going, going on a 400 meter run. That's possible, but it's uh, all of the things that you get from the fitness make you substantially more injury proof in the rest of your life and death death proof or death less likely to die in other areas of your life that you're making that trade-off you're saying sure i could sprain my ankle doing a box jump um which would be bad it wouldn't be a lot of fun but you know you'll survive and that's okay but also doing some fitness and lifting weights and getting my heart rate up might make you live 20 years longer right. so which and you one's weren't even more exercising dangerous? before to begin with and yeah so now you sprain your ankle. It's, I think I think a lot of people too in our gym specifically, like if they are hurt, um, I wouldn't say it's all the time, but there are quite a few people who have not been able to come to the gym or had to take some time off because of an injury. 
completely not related to CrossFit at sure, all. Yeah. Like, oh, I popped something washing my hair in the shower or I slipped at something like a, a piece of to- or a toy of my kids and I pulled my back or, yeah. you know, I slept weird and I have this, I've had this horrible crick in my neck for like two weeks. I mean, it's just, it's just funny that people always peg those things. That, oh, you're hurt and you can't go work out. Well, what did you do at the gym? And it's like, well, life also happens. There's yeah. other areas where you could get injured and and I think a lot of times people see those horrible videos that get shared and like the compilation videos of people getting hurt or doing really stupid things. And I think a lot of those times it's under the care and watchful eye of really stupid people. Sure. So you you might have somebody getting hurt in a CrossFit gym because they, them and their buddies are doing something unsupervised that their coach would have completely told them not to do. Or you've got a extremely unqualified person in the gym who's watching you and is like, Oh yeah, that looks fun. And then they end up like doing something really stupid, but yeah. And for the average person, I don't know how much of that stuff they see. Like if someone's nervous about it, I think it's just, they've probably heard in passing before maybe that it's dangerous or something, but I, you know, everything in life, everything in life is a trade off. So yes, you're much more likely to, you know, twist your ankle or, you know, bang up, like, like pull something in your back or whatever, doing CrossFit and sitting on your couch. But we know for a fact what uh, things like heart disease and type 2 diabetes and stuff like that does to you. And that's way more dangerous than pulling your back. And if you're sedentary and you're obese and you're not doing anything about it, then you, anything you do active is substantially healthier than what you're doing. So... Yeah, is it, could you, you know, could you get hurt? Of course, you always can get hurt. But you could also live 30 years longer than you were going to if you didn't make any changes. So I think this is one of those things where someone hurt at one time and it stuck in their head. And, you know, that's understandable. But if they sat back and looked at it, it's just any kind of danger it presents is so small in compared to the benefit it could give you that it's that's just like a, a cop-out answer for like yeah. why you're not going to do well, it. I think too, like I had somebody just tell me a couple of weeks ago, like, yeah, I was 30 weeks pregnant and somehow us owning a gym came up and she was like, I know this sounds stupid, but isn't it really dangerous? And I was like, uh, no. I mean, yeah. Like, we own a gym. We wouldn't have just chosen this profession and to open this gym and be like, oh, well, we got to tell everybody, hey, guys, it's really dangerous. It's not right. like bungee jumping or cliff diving or any of that stuff. I don't know how dangerous even those things are. I mean, dangerous is such a weird term to use. I mean, like, what, what does that even mean? Like, sure, there's bad things would happen if you bungee mm-hmm. jump and the bungee doesn't work. Right. Right? So, like, does dangerous mean things with a high level of when they go wrong that they're going to hurt you really bad because yeah. sure then i would say yeah maybe crossfit like if if you were to i don't know fall off of a pull-up bar i mean you you could get a concussion you could separate your shoulder i mean you could you could injure right. yourself yeah um 
but at the same time, you driving your car to work every day, you could die. Yeah. Thousands of people die every day. We're just day not in a car. walking into the gym, being like, "All right, what's on on the plate, danger wise yeah. today?" Yeah, it's not like that at all. <laughs> our job is to make sure that no one is get. We're doing our best to eliminate the big risks that we can. It will never be a hundred percent injury proof. Anybody who tells you that anything in life is doesn't understand how life works. And so we're going to do our best to mitigate the risks so that you get all the benefits you get from it. And that's, you know, that's, you should go somewhere. If you're not coming to our gym, you should go to a place that that's how they respond when you ask these kind of questions. Cause if they're yeah. telling you, I was a hundred percent safe, you'll never get no. hurt and whatever. They can't make that promise. No. And they don't know what they're talking about. They're Doing saying P90X that. in your living room is not a hundred percent safe. L- yeah. I mean. Literally nothing is <laughs> like, like yeah. I mean, s- sitting up from your bed in the morning, people get hurt doing that. Like, so, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it depends. Or stepping depends. out of the bed, you could yeah. break your foot, yeah. which right? Bro- I broke my done. foot getting out of the bed before. I've never broken a bone at CrossFit, so there you go. Yeah, getting out boom. of the bed is way more dangerous than CrossFit. Apparently That's so. Science. <laughs> science, y'all. Mm-hmm. Science. But I think, yeah, that's one of the biggest ones that we hear most often, and I'm sure you guys hear it too, is that just CrossFit is so dangerous, and how could you ever do that, and, you know, get all those questions. But it's like, hey, everything in life has a potential for danger, and if you go into it with fear in your eyes, I think, you know, that that might increase your risk a little bit because you're not willing to try or, or listen. Maybe you're already scared. So, yeah, I think that... We do the best that we can to, to prevent those bad things from happening, but it's not 100% for sure. Yeah. Um, an- another one I think that's top on the list is CrossFit is way too expensive. Um, we have had several people, as the owners of the gym, you know, communicate with us like, oh, man, I just can't swing that. It's too much. You know, I can't, I can't believe you guys charge that much money or that's that that's not something that I could ever afford or, you know, all of those things. It's just too expensive when you've got, you know, Globo gyms down the street that are $10 a month. Um, we try our very best to explain the reasoning why our gym costs what it costs for people to come. Um, maybe other people, this started, you know, from somebody maybe who walked into a gym or only looked online and saw how much it was and, and never really understood the pricing behind it and the reasons why. Um, but I feel like our members who come and have been consistent very much understand the value. Um, yeah, you can look at something that costs $145 a month and be like, Ooh, that's expensive. Yes. But when we, when you look at the value of things and the priority of things and, um, things like that i feel like you you break it down and are like oh okay maybe it's not that bad yeah i mean there's a lot of little individual like nuances wrapped up in a in a statement like crossfit's really expensive and i guess first of all you have to say what is expensive i mean that's super relative expensive to me and expensive to uh, me when i was in grad school living off of like 600 dollars a month and Very then different. expensive to uh, you know, someone like my parents who are, you know, my dad earns six figures a year. I mean, those are all expensive is relative. And, and so saying something is expensive. I mean, there, sure. I guess there are things that are absolutely expensive. Like owning a jet would be expensive to everybody, but I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of life is 150 bucks. If you just hear $150 for some people, they go, man, that's a lot of money. And some people, you know, would 
that just you know Don't doesn't factor into eye. yeah doesn't yeah. factor into their lives at all. So when someone says something's expensive, I think that's you. We have to drill down and, and, and kind of figure out what they mean by that. Um, yes, it can be expensive depending on what your income level is, and we understand that. We have ha- had most of our lives where we are not making lots of money, and we understand what $150 a month means to our budget. So we are very cost conscious to try to keep our product priced the best that we can while still being able to keep what we offer as high as we could. So there's a trade-off there. We could be cheaper and offer less, um, but we think that is less valuable. And then that's the, that's the real thing here is when someone says something's expensive, I think when they don't want the product, they mean it's not worth that. And that's a very different conversation to have. Like uh, a Ferrari is expensive and I can't afford a Ferrari no matter what. So it's, it's not an option for me to consider. But if you're someone who has the, the capital to own a Ferrari, it then is not a question of whether it's expensive. It's is it worth $175,000 to me? And for some people with millions of dollars, it is. And for some people with millions of dollars, it's not. But it's not that one of them sees it as more expensive as the other one because they have the same amount of money. They see it provides me X amount of value or it does not. And that's what we try to demonstrate that we feel very confident we're providing well over. We charge $145 a month for our like basic group membership package. And we feel very confident that we provide more than $145 worth of value. So you're getting a deal. We should charge more because we feel like we are providing more than $145 worth. You might disagree with that. And then I would say, you should not come to our gym. Like that's, that's how you know whether you're a good fit or not. You shouldn't pay for something that you don't think is worth it. And so um, it's impossible to know that by clicking a page on the internet, reading a number and deciding there's no way this is worth $145 to me. Um, that's, you know, that's why we have conversations with people. That's uh, why we'll let people come try a class on Saturday for free sometimes so they can check it out. But, um, at the end of the day, we are offering a premium product and premium products cost more money than non-premium products. You know, if we want to look at that car analogy, let, let's say all gyms are this, if you're lumping all gyms in the same category, you're saying, uh, planet fitness, us, and then a, uh, three times a week personal training package, if you put all those in the same arena and just compare them on price, well, I mean, I used to charge, I had clients paying $720 a month doing personal training with me. That's a lot of money. I mean, for most people, I think we say, okay, that's a lot of money, but they like were super excited to pay $720 a month to come train with me. So they found a lot of value in that. There's also people who are paying $9.99 at Planet Fitness who never go and get no value, even though they're barely paying any money. Right. So it, this is a this is a value proposition you need to look at and not a price situation. Now, if $145 is not in your budget, that's a whole different conversation. And we understand that for some people that is the case. But for most people, uh, most employed human beings, $145 a month is doable if you look at other areas of your life you're spending money on. Like I haven't had cable, t- haven't had a cable TV in... Uh, Six years? No, 15, I don't know, oh, since before I college? met you. Nope. Okay. So 15, I don't know, 15 years, 12, at least 12 years. We've only, we as married couple, I think only had cable TV for like a year, so. Yeah, maybe we had, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, in the last like over de- over a decade, I have I don't remember having cable at any point in time. And that's not because I don't, it's because I personally don't find it worth 
to pay that. Now, some people do. I don't watch much TV, so it's not worth it to me. If you watch a lot of TV, it's worth it to you. So, right. you know, it's not, it's not that I think $70 a month or $100 a month for 200 channels isn't a good deal. It certainly is if you utilize it. So all these, any kind of pricing conversation is really difficult to have without knowing your specific situation. And, you know, we, we don't hard sell anybody. We don't want you at the gym if you don't want to be there. We don't do contracts. It's super easy to get out if you, it's not your thing. So we, we have created an environment where it's very easy to have these conversations with us and decide after a month, okay, it's not for me. And, you know, they're lovely people, but I don't find the value in that, and that's right. fine. Now, I will say it's super rare that we have that happen. If someone comes to our gym for a couple of months, they tend to be there for forever until they move away for the most part. I mean, that's our predominant experience. Right. But we understand that it could be a lot of money. We understand that lots of things in life cost a lot of money and people choose those just fine. Um, so that's the thing that, you know, you need to look at your finances and then you need to decide what's worth things to you. Like once again, earlier I said having, you know, not having type two diabetes, not having high blood pressure, not having, you know, reducing your risk of a heart attack. Those are all worth a lot of, if you went to somebody, um, you know, who has some of these things going on and you asked them, Hey, if you could pay $150 a month would you, to have these things go away, would you do it? They're not going to hesitate. They're going to instantly say yes. So I, I think that that's a tricky conversation. Where it's one we're super willing to have with you, but if you're shopping on solely price, then I think you're missing a lot of things. Um, at the same time, if you need something super high crafted just for you, you have these specific needs, then like our $150 a month thing might not be good for you. Like you need way more hands-on individual things based for me because I'm a CEO and I'm constantly in and out of town and you know I need someone to met you know meet my schedule and then you might you know say man $720 a month is a great deal because someone's meeting my schedule and my time is more important to me than these extra dollars so you know these are all situations in which we uh, we understand and we do our best to empathize with people um, but at the end of the day we are running our business we think at the best rate that we can to get the most people in that we can while it's still being making money so that we can keep the business open. Absolutely. So, that, you know, there's a line there. And I think, and like Ryan and I, we've had this conversation, I mean, just time and time and time and time again, when somebody comes to us and they're just like, oh, no, you know, like they, they'll ask us, not anonymously, but they'll like send us a message and be like, how much do you guys cost? We'll answer and then we'll never hear from them again. Um, but like, I think of services that I pay for or have paid for in the past or that people pay for in their lives that you wouldn't skimp on uh, because it's something obviously that was important to you. Like if health and fitness is a priority to you, $10 a month with no guidance and no training or no coaching or no workouts or whatever, that, that, that's not, that might not be great for you. And right. I think about like, for example, like getting my hair done, I have wild and crazy hair. I can't go pay $10 at Cuts by Us to get my hair cut because God knows what it's going to look like and it might be an awful outcome and it is well worth it to me to pay money to somebody who is more qualified, has more certifications, who who does like continuing ed and yeah, you know sure. all of those things as a hairstylist because 
I, I have a lot of value in that because I don't want my hair to fall out or, or look terrible. So I'm okay going to somebody and paying them more money, trusting that they are as qualified as they say they are, for one. And two, if I, if I go and it wasn't a great experience, then I go and find somebody else. But, like, it's, it's things like that. You're, you're not going to go pay nine ninety nine for law advice or... I mean, yeah, there's free law advice out there. I mean, so right. it depends. Some people do. Right. And that's the but thing. But if you are, if you find it, you know, it's very important to have X, Y, and Z done, nine ninety nine law advice is probably not going to cut it. Or, you know, I don't know, a doctor or something. Like, you just think of these things where you would much prefer a qualified professional if it's that in if it's important to you mm-hmm. over stuff that you can find on the internet or whatever yeah i mean doing it's, it it's, yourself that's everything in life like let's take it away from high level professions like i do i think our our coaches are all well educated um, i went and got my masters in this stuff like i've spent i don't know tens of thousands of dollars on my education in the field <laughs> But let's take all that away. Let's say that it's not the case and we're not worried about comparing ourselves to lawyers and doctors or anything like that. You know, like, you like Nike shoes. You can get a way cheaper shoe. Why don't you get a cheaper shoe? Right. Don't tell me it's because it's performance reasons or anything like no. that. You, you, One, you have no idea because you've never bought the cheaper shoe. So you can't know that it's better. And two, it's because there's more to it than that. And it's the same thing with, like, when we're trying to explain what we do uniquely and what we think is special about our gym, it's we there's something that you can't it's just not it's not an equal comparison either up or down to any other product. Um, we we are a brand that we think has carries a certain lifestyle message and that we are trying to help you achieve certain things and things like maybe you think I don't want to pay $145 to exercise each month, which I understand, but if you reframe that question to Man, I'd be super happy to pay $145 to feel confident in a bathing suit on the beach or to be able to play with my grandkids on the floor. Those are the things you're paying the money for. Like, most people don't want to spend $145 to sweat in a box. Like, I understand that. But (laughs) it isn't, that's not what you're buying. Yeah, I mean, you're not buying our time in the gym. You're buying all the things in life you get from putting in the work at the gym. And that's why our business model is based at a price point where it is because you need to show up to reap the benefits. If you don't show up, you won't pay us money. If you go to Planet Fitness and you pay $10 a month, their business model is predicated on you not showing up. And most people, there's a reason that the price points are where they are. They've done a lot of research and they found that people will not go out of their way to cancel something that costs $10 because it's their time is more valuable to them than going to cancel it. And then they might eventually one day go to the gym one day a month and feel like they got their value out of it. So you, it's just, like I said, I have no problem having the conversation about this stuff, but you need to look at anything in life, but let's take a gym for example, since that's what we are. You need to look at how much am I spending and am I getting at least that amount of value? And if you are, then that's a good situation for you. And if you're not, even at $10, it's a terrible situation for you. So yeah. that's that's the way to approach it. Don't look at Dollar, dollar versus dollar, look at what am I getting out of this and am I happy with what I'm getting out of it for that price point? For sure, yeah. I think that's a, that's a good place to put a period and go on to the next one. Um, another one we hear that's pretty high on the list as well is 
You have got to be in shape before you ever come to CrossFit. We have had people tell us before, oh, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. But I need to get in shape before I come sign up at your gym. Or they'll get like a, a LA Fitness or you know Planet Fitness or whatever membership. And they'll go there for a couple of months in preparation for CrossFit. So, so many people think, oh, well, there's only just, there's really only in shape people at CrossFit. Uh, I can't go because I'm not in shape. So that kind of like completely cancels out CrossFit for me. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting catch-22 situation. It's like, um, do you want to go to a gym where nobody's in shape? And I would think the answer to that for most people is no, because that means you're not, not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, let's take the flip side of that. Do you want to go to a gym where everybody's in shape? Maybe the answer to that's no, because that's going to, you know, you might not feel super welcomed or you're going to feel really self-conscious or whatever. And the truth is, like, our gym is somewhere in between those two. Like, there are a lot of in-shape people at the gym because they've dedicated years of their life to fitness. So you would hope that they are getting in better shape. If not, they should go spend their money somewhere where they are getting in shape. So that should be a positive sign for you. But if you walked into our gym, you would also see there are people who are brand new on this journey and they don't have an eight pack and they aren't doing, they aren't lifting hundreds of pounds over their head. And they're just, you know, just a normal person who came in the gym who wants to get fit. And honestly, like of our membership, 90 plus percent of them are just normal people with jobs, who, with kids, with normal stress and normal life. They're not training five hours a day. They're not professional athletes, and they weren't ever any of those things. Now, we have some people that are or were, but that's a very tiny percentage of the population. Right. And it's not who we're aimed at or geared to or who we try to attract. So I understand it could be a little intimidating to walk into a place that you feel like you know nothing about. As a side note, that's why we start people with one-on-one personal training sessions so that to help, hopefully help remove some of that fear by making you feel more comfortable, having you work with a coach and see that they're a real human being who's, you know, got n- normal emotions in life and whatever, just like you. And then you'll get to meet our people and our people are amazing people. You're, they're not going to make you feel bad. They're going to be super encouraging. They remember being you. So they're not going to be you get nothing but love from our people. So I get it. I was apprehensive about starting stuff like this too. I remember when I got invited to go to my first CrossFit class, I was like, I haven't done anything like that ever. I'm out of shape, whatever. And that's scary. And I understand it. And the best thing I can say is you just got to jump. Like there's no, there's not going to another thing for a little while to prepare for it is not going to another thing for a little while to prepare for it. It's, choosing to not take action and you need to take action um if you want to change and if you don't want to change then what you're doing is right so the i get it that it could be scary but lots of things in life that you did were scary at one point and are no longer scary and we feel very confident that this would be another one of those things right and i think too like a lot of the idea of having to be in shape before you go to a crossfit gym is based off of you know, what you see promoted maybe, or like friends that you have who've been doing CrossFit for years who have really strict diets and they, and they, they find a really 
or, or fitness is a really big priority for them. And so it's not just CrossFit. I mean, like you see people who are very healthy and in great shape who don't do CrossFit mm-hmm. because it's a priority and it's important. But I think a lot of people go in thinking that that's where everybody is on their journey. Like you were saying, like, yeah. Not not everybody is there. Everybody's journey looks different. I think it's important to be in a place where you feel comfortable. Absolutely. But it's also important knowing that your journey is not anybody else's journey. And so there might be somebody who's been doing CrossFit for for years and you've just started and you come in and you're already lifting more weights than them. And yep. you're like, whoa, you know, this is crazy. But you know, their journey is very different. That might not be a priority for them. They might be in there to get off of their medications or whatever. And they're not in there to be like super intense lifting weights all the time or, or or anything like that. It's just, I think it's important to know and understand in shape is a, is an important thing. Being healthy is an important thing, but where you are on that I feel like it's a sliding scale. Like you just, you just can't walk in and be like, Oh man, everybody's in shape. You know, like I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but going in knowing maybe that's an end goal or that's years from now, or maybe that's not even what I want. You know, you just have to try it out and to see. Yeah. I guess. I mean, yes. If you walk into our gym, there's a ton of good looking in shape people. I mean, yeah, that, that is true, but I would bet if you had conversations with each of them individually, they feel like they are still on a, on somewhere on a journey to somewhere else. Like, sure. They're happier than where they were when they started and they still have goals. You know, they still want to go places with it. And so, you know, your first or second or third chapter, you shouldn't compare it to someone's 10th or 15th chapter. And then even if you're on the same chapter number, like you have led completely different lives up to that point. So that, and unfortunately, like this is a you problem or a me problem. Mm-hmm. It is not a problem with the people who are at the gym. No. I promise they're super sweet people. They'll love on you. If anything, they will be too excited that you're there and doing this. <laughs> it will not be that they think that they're better than you and, right. you know, you shouldn't be there. So, yeah, yeah you just got to do it. I think another one that ties to that and we'll kind of like combine these together is that you need to have had an athletic background mm-hmm. before you start cro- or like only CrossFitters or all CrossFitters have had an athletic background, right. which is why they CrossFit. Um, I think that is, I don't think that's completely untrue. Like you don't have to have it, but I think a lot of people do, or a lot of people have, but there's also a huge chunk of people who have it who had never played a sport their entire life and they're 50 years old starting CrossFit for the first time. They've never swung a bat or they've never gone, they've never done a competitive race in their life or like anything like that. I think a lot of, there's a huge chunk of people in CrossFit who are that way. I think, you know, there's another chunk who, who had some, maybe not tons of background in sports or athletic, whatever, but I, I do think that it is silly to think you need to need to have an athletic background to do CrossFit. I don't think it would make you any better of a CrossFitter uh, or any worse. You might have you might move along a little bit quicker 
just because you have a little bit of understanding of certain things or movements already or a better idea of how your body works or things like that. But that doesn't make you any better or any worse or give you permission to be a CrossFitter by any means. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like our gym is a very, a pretty indicative representation of what any any population would look like. There's going to be people who played sports and people who didn't. And I don't think it is super slanted one way or the other. It might bias towards 60% grew up playing sports and 40% didn't. But, I mean, it's not a crazy big shift there. And, uh, sure, is it helpful to be athletic? I mean, it might make it easier to learn some things, but we play we play in the infinite game. We're not trying to see how good we can make you in two weeks. So that doesn't matter because in 10 years from now, the fact that someone played rec basketball till they were 12 is not going to give them a huge advantage over you who never played any sports if you're both doing this till you're 65 that's a long time to kind of to kind of catch up there so you don't need to have been an athlete you don't even need to be athletic in any way like everything is modifiable uh up or down to wherever you are on a fitness continuum and athletic continuum and that's why you have coaches who can help you with that that's what we offer that's literally the product our gym right is part of what we offer as a you know as a gym so yeah and for a while i think it was i don't know i i think it's funny that people even use this as like you needed to be an athlete to do crossfit because there's so much up until recently in like the crossfit world there really wasn't much like crossover into a specific sport or into anything um, like a competitive athlete would do in their realm or their world. Like lately they started to include some, some different assessments and tests and things on like a high level competition floor. But like even stuff like that, you don't see much in a CrossFit gym anyways. It's not like, Oh man, we're going to get into a CrossFit gym and my, my, yeah, my rec league basketball, background is really going to come in helpful because we're shooting free throws today as our warm-up like you're just not seeing stuff like that and you're not seeing very sport specific assessments and drills and things in the CrossFit world so yeah it might be helpful but you're not gonna you're not gonna be like the star of the show because you played varsity soccer your 10th grade year of high school like yeah it's it is completely irrelevant to you coming in to do exercise with us. It just doesn't matter. Like, it just, whatever you've done in the past might set you up better or worse for what you're about to start, but it doesn't matter. What matters is starting and then getting on that journey. What you've done in the past, you can't fix right now. So, yeah, it, you know, punishing yourself for having not been an athlete, so I'm not going to exercise now, that seems like a really, like a really weird way to, like, skin that cat. Yeah. So. And, like, looking at the, the age range of the majority of the people that come to our gym, that would have been 20 years ago anyways. So, like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. Just because you – it was 20 years ago. Like, what good does that do you now? It just – I don't know. I just think that one's a silly misconception for sure. Yeah, I think that – I think our last point for this one was going to be on that topic anyways – We'll hear like, I'm too old or, you know, I'm whatever. It's some kind of age, you know, related response for why it's not for them. And that it just isn't the case. Just like you don't have to be athletic, you don't have to be 20. I mean, 
you could be 60 years old. We've had, we've had clients, you know, I've had clients doing personal training or in the group and the personal training is CrossFit. So, I mean, however you want to skin this cat, but like I've had 80 year olds, I mean, and I, I'm sure I could find someone who's 90 or a hundred and they could yeah. come do this stuff. It's the age stuff is once again, it's irrelevant. If you are a great athlete, yes, you walk in being able to do some things that maybe someone else couldn't, but then you're just starting your journey to the next stuff. If you're 80, yeah, you probably don't walk in doing the same things the 20 year old version of you would have been able to do, but that's irrelevant. You're not that person anymore. So we're going to start with exactly where you are and help you get to where you want to go. So age is, age is just another, another thing that, that people will, I think uses a smoke screen for like why they don't want to do it or why it's not for them. When if you, I mean, if you're alive, then you need some of the things that you get from training and we can make that happen. Like we can make it as easy as you need to be as hard as you need it to be as, you know, it could be shorter time domains. It could be longer, less stressful time domains. It can be as simple as learning to, we had a client who literally we practiced what a burpee really is getting onto the floor and getting off the floor because one of his main concerns was he was a he was a farmer and he was i guess in his 70s 70s at the time and one of his big concerns was he was afraid to have something happen to him and not be able to get up when he's you know a couple acres away from where he you know where he needs to get to if he's hurt and so we spent time literally practicing sitting down standing up laying down flat getting up getting up from your back because those are all things that matter to his life. He wasn't like, hey, I want a six-pack right. or whatever. He came in and was very honest and vulnerable with what he needed in life and what his goals were. And so we modified what we did to help him reach his goals, just like we would if you know you had a completely different you well, know, series of things. And I think it's that, that's, what's, that's what's happening on your journey in that point of life. Like, we modify and scale things, like, for, for a mom, mm-hmm. like, a pregnant woman, a postpartum woman, somebody right. coming off surgery. It's like all of these things are going to be modified and scaled to where you are and what your goals are for this point in your life. When you're 75, you might not have the goals to be able to do 15 strict pull-ups mm-hmm. because that's just not where you are in your life. Like you're going to think about not everybody, but you're going to think about way more real world application type stuff. Like, being able to get on the floor with your grandkids, being able to carry your grandkid, being able to get in and out of the car. Like, okay, I can't do double unders, but who gives a shit? Like that I'm 76 and I don't need to know how to do double unders. I need to get off my blood pressure medication. And we even have, we have women in their sixties who can do pull-ups. And if, yeah. It's even okay if you're in your 60s or 70s, and those are your goals. Right. It's just understanding what the timeline looks for that, looks like for that. So we're not saying here's what your goals should be based on a certain age. You get to come in with those, and we get to help you just be the guide in your journey to say, like, hey, that looks like a dangerous, steep, you know, part of the mountain. Let's stay away from that one, and let's go over here where it's more open. And that's what that's – what, that is a big portion of what you pay for with a service like what we offer is – a guide, someone to help you navigate your way to where you want to go. It's not that we're doing the work for you. You got to do all the work still. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, we just show you the easiest, most efficient, best ways for you to do the things you want to do to get the outcomes you want. And so 
yeah, if you're 70 and you have a goal, if you want, hey, I've never done a pull-up in my life, I want to do a pull-up, we're going to do the best we can, assuming it's safe for you to do those, to make that happen. Yeah. And you might come in at 20 and say, I don't care anything about, you know, <laughs> having a six-pack or, or yeah. pull-ups or whatever. I just want to be able to, you know, go go ride my bike with my friends or I want to be able to go <laughs> that makes hike sound or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, go ride mountain bikes with your friends right. or something like that. But I mean, whatever, you know, it, they Got just, they just want to be, spokes. right. <laughs> you know, so I think people, I think when you're on the outside looking in, CrossFit might look really homogenous. Like everybody has the same goals. Everybody wants to compete. Everybody wants a six pack. Everyone wants to be able to pick 500 pounds off the floor, Do and run, a mi- yeah, run a mile in four minutes or whatever it is, you know, and that's just not true. Like every single person who walks into our gym has at least slightly different goals from the person next to them. And yeah. that's, that's what I think we do very well. And I think that's why so many people keep coming back. Yeah. Like you're getting to work out. Rarely are you in an environment or an atmosphere or whatever with people who don't have the same goals and aspirations as you. Like, I feel like at your job, a lot of, like, a lot of you are probably in the same, not in the same pool exactly, but it's very similar or, or you're, you know, whatever you're already CEO of your company or bubbly, whatever, like here you come in and everybody has a, a different goal and a different journey. They're a different age. They look different from each other. And it's just, it's a great group of differences that's coming in for a similar purpose. You just might be getting there a little bit different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, and this might vary CrossFit to CrossFit, but at least I could speak for our gym. One of the awesome things, one of the things that makes me super excited every day to wake up and go to the gym is the melting pot of people we have without this being political. Like all the cool things about America, I think are cool about our gym. That's people from different backgrounds, different races, different ages, different religious backgrounds, different dietary choices, whatever, different hobbies, different professions, all come into our little building, work out with each other, make friends with these people and leave better because of their interactions with the other people in that building. Yeah. That's awesome. Like that is what makes what we do super unique and different than almost any other type of, of fitness you can get into because life outside of our walls is very segmented. If you're a lawyer, you probably hang out with a lot of lawyers. If you, um, you know, if you're into mountain biking, you probably mountain bike a lot and you don't whatever go swimming or you don't, whatever people do and you're going to find people who do those things with you yeah and and those are great i'm not saying you shouldn't have your own little populations that's cool too but like just being able to be in there and be like i'm in there with a with a grandmother who has had double knee surgeries like that's super cool we have a literally in the same class we can have a ex nfl player and a grandmother with double knee replacements like that's those are two actual clients at our gym yeah i mean (laughs) and they will be super excited for each other and happy with each other. And obviously they're not doing the same thing. Correct. Obviously they don't have the same goals, but they, they each benefit from the other one being there. The other person does something for them, inspires them in a certain way that their population would never do. And that's what is super cool about it. And so, you know, if you're looking at, if you're, if you've wanted to get into something like CrossFit and you've never done it before, because you've always found this one reason in your head why you don't fit the group 
you know, like I said, I can't speak for everyone's gym, but I feel very confident that you will fit in great at our gym because our, our gym is just a blend of a lot of different things and is not a, the only real unifying factor is our people like they work hard, they come in and have a good time and they're nice to each other. And if you can, if you can bring those three things to the table, you'll fit in great. And if you aren't nice and if you don't want to work hard, and if you're not interested in helping other people, then we won't be a good fit for you and you Bye shouldn't Alicia. try our gym. Yeah, yeah. so um, I hope that, that we've talked about some things that maybe, you know, hey, this has kind of pushed me away from it for a while. Um, and maybe, you know, obviously it's our business and so we are incentivized to tell you it's good, but you should come check it out. You should talk to people who come to it. Think about it, like if you're like, you know, it's expensive. Well, why has someone been with us for five years paying that kind of money? They obviously think it's worth it or they would have stopped a long time ago. So you just get whatever thing you're, you know, it's kind of you're pushing back against from starting something like this. And it, maybe it's not even our gym. Maybe you've always wanted to do yoga, but you haven't done it for whatever reason. Talk to some people that are there and find, you know, find out, hey, will I fit in? Like, is this going to be a good fit yeah. for me? And go do it. Because at the end of the day, all the research in the world and all of the talking to people is going to be worth well, you know, a small percentage of your experience of actually going to do the thing. So if, if you have any doubts, go do it. Sign up for a month. Check it out. Yeah, worst case scenario, you spend $145 on something you didn't like, and that's a bummer, I guess, but it happens. That's life. Yeah. Or you found something you love, and you would spend triple that to keep doing it. So, um, yeah, I guess end of the day, we want to encourage you, whatever you're thinking about trying that you've been nervous about, Go give it a shot. And if that's our gym, shoot us a message. We'd love to talk to you about it. Yep. See ya. See ya.